Welcome to Naturopathic Community Wellness. This is a podcast hosted by Caroline Boudon, Sean Russell, and Anna Miller, and we're all first-year ND students at Bastyr University. The purpose of this podcast is to improve awareness and application of determinants of health through the naturopathic lens while addressing issues relevant to communities of color and COVID-19. Hello, Sean. Hello, Caroline. Hello, Hi. Anna. Looks Hello, like Aaron. Is joining. Hi, Aaron. Thank you for Hi. joining. So, okay. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we currently have myself, Caroline Boudin, on the line, Anna Miller, and Sean Russell. We are first-year naturopathic students at Bestier University, and we are currently putting together this podcast. Um, for our NTP project and NTP three project. And um, the, the name of our podcast is Naturopathic Community Wellness Podcast. And today we have Erin Arney here, who is a recent graduate of Bastyr University, Naturopathic Medicine and Counseling and Psychology. So welcome, Erin. I'd love to uh, have you share a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, thank you uh, for having me. I am, yeah, just finishing up in the naturopathic program as well as in the master's in counseling psychology program. Um, and this is year five of five. It feels unreal that, um, that I've made it <laughs> this far. Um, and so hoping to go into the field of mental health, specifically looking at mind-body medicine, um, as well as diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, those have been two of my, my main passions since being in higher education. Um, I've done a lot of work with health disparities, a lot of work with um, understanding health equity, and um, looking at uh, how mentorship can be a way to kind of fight some of those disparities, especially when it comes to creating more providers of color in the field. Um, so that's where I'm hoping to focus my efforts once I've, you know, passed all the boards, taken all the tests, gotten all the credentials officially. Fantastic. That That's really wonderful. Um, so, Sean, would you like to ask anything? Um, so today's episode, we are going to focus in on personal inventory. And just as a preface, uh, we as naturopathic students have found uh, that there is great benefit in doing a personal inventory in yeah. terms of helping assist with uh, navigating successfully through a program. Uh, so today we're going to be checking in with Erin about that. Um, and to start with, we just kind of wanted uh, you, Erin, if you don't mind, uh, talking with us a little bit about why you would want to do a personal inventory and what a personal inventory can do for you. Okay. Um, I don't know if you folks want to define that for the audience and then maybe Thank you. Go how, it's, how it's benefited me. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, so a personal inventory, uh, is it can be formal or informal. But the idea is that you engage all of your history, 
uh, your physical history, and that would, could include anything like uh, health assets for, and also any uh, chronic or acute conditions that you're coming in with, uh, any emotional, mental, or spiritual issues, uh, things that are important to you in that regard. Uh, you can do it as sort of a journal exercise, or you can seek out professional help to assist you with putting together a personal inventory. Uh, and the idea is just for you to be able to take stock of where you are uh, in that space of time in all of those areas, the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, and even social uh, and uh, interpersonal. Did that help? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, of course. Um, so I think this is a great topic to start with. And I'm really excited to be talking about it with you all today. Um, and I would say, like, thinking back to when I first started, I remember that there was an interview question that I got. Uh, I think it was for the counseling program. So at this point, I was about two years into the, um, the ND program. But they asked me about my support system. And they asked me about, like, um, what are my personal supports or things that I feel like would be my strengths in helping me get through the program? And I think that was the point where I started to understand like personal inventory. And I think through my counseling training is where I really um, dived into that a lot deeper. And so uh, one of the things that I've noticed is that it's a continuous thing, right? Where you're always finding something new about yourself and having to um, just kind of like incorporate those things. And what I've noticed is that in understanding more of like the mental emotional piece or um, the physical piece that it's helped me to pivot when things got hard. Because uh, one of the things that I I feel is really important to understand about the naturopathic program or just medical school in general is that when you, it's unlike any other type of challenge that you've ever faced in your life. Um, it I, I talk about this a lot, but like I'm a cancer survivor. And so that has um, played a lot into identity. Um, I also identify as a black woman. And so those things are... Um, very strong parts of my identity and that are very salient to me. Um, but medical school, like a whole nother beast. Like if you ask me, what is the hardest thing you've ever done in your life? By far, like hands down, medical school is harder to me than having to have fight, fight cancer. Right. Um, <laughs> I hear that. Wow. <laughs> um, and, and so just knowing that, you know, like, okay, I know I'm tough and I know that like I've, I've developed a tough skin. And one of the things that um, I said throughout my life and even through that battle um, was like, okay, well, when I get to become a doctor or when I'm in my training for that, like I will have developed this tough skin. I will know like how important it is to have a good bedside manner. Um, and so those are kind of things that I've told myself and already known so that when I'm in situations where I'm seeing patients and I'm feeling nervous because it's like, oh, I don't know everything mm -hmm. um, that I can still fall back on those things that are like, but these are your strengths. These are the things that you know that you're good at. This is the experience that you know that you've had. Mm -hmm. um, and you have those things present because you've done your inventory. You've done that internal work to kind of know where you are. Yeah. And, and I think some 
some of the work, like you were saying, Sean, like it could be writing. Um, I've done that. There have been assignments where, you know, you kind of have to do that in class. Um, I journal pretty regularly. Um, I also see a therapist. I have supervision. Um, And so those are I'm, I'm someone who learns more about myself from interacting with other people. Um, and so that has been a really valuable and rich way for me to take a personal inventory is like reflecting on the interactions that I've had with other people and learning, um, okay, how did I react in this situation or how did I behave? How did that serve me? And um, is that something that I want to carry forward? Because there's a lot of things that, like, as you're continuing to be in situations, whether that be in the clinic, whether that be interacting with your peers, where it's like, you you only have a limited amount of energy. And so it's important to know, like, where you're going to spend that and then where you're not to have really strong boundaries. Um, And so that's one of the things that I think a personal inventory has really done for me is help helped me to know where to put my time and energy because like time energy um are your most valuable assets and so you know how to really control those um and safeguard those it'll help you to be successful and i think a personal inventory helps you to figure that out okay and then um you came up with some really great ideas have you found uh, that there's one method that's more effective than another. Um, have you? I, I I heard you speak some about the you know journaling and then mm-hmm. uh, supervision and then um, some professional help. But are there other methods, or have you had experience with other students or other colleagues who um, have used other methods that might be just as effective as well? Oh, that's a good question. I'm trying to think. I know. I th- I think it depends on the person. Um, for me, I like writing is something that really helps me to get everything out and then reflect. Um, Mm -hmm. but another thing that I've heard that folks do is more like, uh, somatic practices, um, which is also something that I've recently started doing where you're taking time in your daily routine to do like yoga or, um, some types of um, meditative breathing. Um, I've also heard of folks doing like affirmations in the morning as something to just kind of like remind them of uh, either attributes that they want to have or attributes they feel they do have um, as a way of like manifesting those things. Okay. All right. Erin, you mentioned earlier that this is an ongoing journey. Mm-hmm. Um, now that you've started kind of your personal inventory and if moved your way through that a little bit where do you see that journey going for yourself um I think the thing that is most prevalent for me right now or like in the future would be um being open to new things and being flexible uh when this will be the first time in my life that I don't have a concrete plan Um, Mm. for graduation. Like I've known I wanted to be a doctor since I was eight years old and everything that I have done um, up until this point has been in service of that. And so I think my journey currently is learning how to go with the flow and not necessarily like make plans and, and like planning, of course, because if you don't plan, you can plan to fail, but 
not holding so strongly and tightly to those plans um, as I have done in the past and like allowing that to cause disappointment. Mm. Um, I hear you. That's awesome. um, You know, that's also a nice segue into another piece of this, which is how to give yourself grace in that space. Mm. Um, And along that line, can you also talk about like, for example, with COVID-19, we're now having to uh, adapt to different things like mm-hmm. uh, how that affects job prospects, how that affects uh, class accessibility, mm-hmm. um, how that affects uh, access to school resources like books uh, and supplies and equipment that we need, mm-hmm. how that's affected things like our abilities to uh, get our practicum parts in, in addition to theory. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you talk to a little bit about, uh, first off, the influence of those things and how they've affected you, mm-hmm. um, but then also about how to give yourself grace and and still adapt to the process? Yes, I love that question. Um, so ooh, where to begin? Where to begin? I think I want to start with the grace piece, um, mm-hmm. because that has not come easy. And I imagine that um, it has been hard for a lot of folks Um, in many different ways. But one of the first things that I think is important in giving yourself grace is recognizing that there's grief associated with what we're going through. There's also trauma associated with what we're going through. Um, And so those things need to be acknowledged um, on a collective and a personal level Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. before we're really able to give ourselves the grace that is necessary. I think I've been telling clients regularly, you know, like you cannot compare your uh, COVID-19 self, your quarantine self to uh, what you were doing or any plans that you had before this started, uh, because it's just unfair. Like that's just setting yourself up for failure there. Um, So one of the things that I have really been trying to tell my clients and also practice myself is one, a routine as a means of self-care. Um, so like whether that be a morning routine uh, where it's more planned out the entire day or something that you're doing every night before bed, just as a way to invite um, choice and invite um, stability in a new way into your life. Uh, a lot of us are anchored by school And so there's like these or work and there's these blocks of time where, you know, it was already set in stone what we were doing. We already knew we didn't have to think about it. And so we've had to readjust and put a lot of mental, emotional energy into uh, figuring out what we're going to do with our days and structuring our days. And while that like provides um, a great deal of freedom, there's also a great deal of responsibility that comes with that. A lot of decisions that have to be made and like, that is very taxing on the mind and the body. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think just naming that and helping people to recognize that and also saying like, you deserve to have self-care practices as you're going through this time or just in general so that you're able to do these things um, has been a way to like invite them being more graceful with themselves. I've also done a lot of practicing uh, mindful self-compassion where we're doing, we're, we're saying mantras about like things that folks deserve, even though it's like, oh, I don't really feel like I deserve um, 
to take this break or to take this nap or rest in this way. Um, but saying it until you feel like you, you do and mm-hmm. it feels weird. It feels awkward. It feels foreign because it is um, until you make it a practice. And that's what this entire thing is. Like even being in medicine itself is a practice. Um, mm-hmm. so we're going to try every day. We're going to do our best and that's going to get better each time that we, we work at it. Absolutely. Um, to the point of how this has been affecting folks and like um, issues of access, um, I think what's really just showing up is uh, issues of equity. And so uh, it's been, I've had a lot of mixed emotions around it to see the things that I have been advocating for um, be brought to light in such a way. And so part of it like feels validating of like, see, I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. Um, But it's like, you don't want to see people continue to suffer in these ways. Um, Agreed. And, and so I think the good things that are coming out of this is that we're having conversations like this one that need to be had. Um, I also think it's shedding light to folks who maybe, weren't convinced by the arguments of those who have experienced these disparities. Um, And it's also putting pressure on uh, the system itself and how we're socialized and putting pressure on individuals to start to really think critically and question um, everything that they've known in the past of like, why do I do the things I do? How does this benefit me? Um, And also like, what is my role Uh, in the changes that need to be made. I think that has been a question in the past three weeks that I've really been uh, asking a lot of my clients of like this, especially when it comes to issues of race. Um, Like this is not something that you think about on a regular basis. And I know that this is uncomfortable, um, but like I'm here to support you through that conversation. And it's not, and, and I think one of the things that Um, people are recognizing is how uncomfortable this entire process is. And it's so interesting because it reminds me so much of what we talk about in naturopathic medicine and the fact that like healing is messy. It's not Mm -hmm. cute. It's not cute at all. Like how many Instagram posts you see of people like meditating or doing their thing out there, like the behind the scenes work, like actual hard work that goes into this process um like that is what we are experiencing i think on a collective level and i just really hope that that momentum uh continues so that we can see like sustainable change right on absolutely thank you so much um so we've really covered a lot of ground in this conversation uh and i really appreciate you taking the time out to share everything you did i think it's all going to be helpful um, so nearing sort of the end of where we kind of, the end point of where we kind of wanted to be, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about with regards to the whole sort of umbrella of personal inventory, uh, touching on COVID-19 and all that. And, um, what would you say to someone right now, uh, as the top three takeaways, if they were consider- considering, uh, doing their personal inventory and taking that task up today? Mm. Top three, you said. Uh-huh. Okay. 
that's hard. Let's see. Okay, well, well <laughs> you can go with top two or, or main takeaway or however you no, want to do it. No, let's take it away. I need, I need all three. <laughs> <laughs> you limited her. You limited her to just three. <laughs> um, I think number one to recognize that no matter what you find, if you don't like it, you can always change it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like so much that I think we are afraid to look at ourselves for because we are afraid to know what's there. And I've, I've had many folks say that to me. It's like, I am so afraid of introspection because you know, I'm afraid that I won't like the person that I see when I really take a hard look. Um, and I would say that in doing that personal inventory and doing that work, what you will find is probably that the things that are there that maybe you don't like or you feel like is your baggage, it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. And there are so many resources um, for helping you to to work with that and figure out how to be the person that you you aspire to be. Right. Um, number two, uh, I think that number two would be thinking from a professional standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, like doing a personal inventory helps you recognize your strengths and your weaknesses. And like, depending on what philosophy you have, um, I'm one who's like, I want to know what my strengths are, build on those. And then for the parts where I'm weak, I want to like assemble a team. And so doing a personal inventory helps you to recognize what that is. Um, So again, you can conserve your time and energy. Um, And that I think helps to really um, also build community. Um, and number three, Mm -hmm. a takeaway, Uh, I think that number three, uh, would be doing a personal inventory also helps you to help others. Um, because your, your, one of the things that my grandma always tells me is that your gifts are not for you. Your talents are not for you. They're meant to be shared with the world. And so if you don't know what those are, then you could be hoarding talents that folks really need, that folks really need resources, that folks really need. Um, and that would be a shame to waste that on just yourself. So. Thank you so much for those words of wisdom, Erin. <laughs> really, we are so grateful to have you here with us today. Thank you again. Yeah, no thank problem. you. Yes, thank you so, so much for taking out the time to talk with us today. Um, I'm, I'm certain uh, those words have enriched all of us uh, and we're looking forward to spreading them so that they can enrich others. Yes, and best of luck in your journey. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this opportunity and I love this idea for your project. I think it's amazing. Thank you. Take care. Thank you too. Take care. Bye.
Thank you for tuning in to the Naturopathic Community Wellness Podcast. We hope you have found something valuable in our sharing of a personal inventory and what it can do for you. We'd like to extend a special thanks to our guest speaker, Erin Arney, and we wish her much success on her journey into her new career. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time.